With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Well, our leadership is really tasked with all things to be a savior and let them know we're getting out of it, to be a sense maker and figuring out what is really going on and what exactly are we dealing with, and ethically, how do we take care of the good of all our citizens? You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Dr. Tracy Jones with our Crisis Leadership Series. Thanks for checking out our previous podcast. And in today's podcast, I want to speak with you about the three hats that a crisis leader may be involved in wearing. Now, the last podcast, I talked about the six different types of crises. And the hat that the leader wears and their response is really going to provide a unique context for what role the crisis leader steps into. So there's three potential responses or hats that a crisis leader will step into. Number one, the crisis leader will be seen or be called, will, will be called upon to be a savior. Number two, the crisis leader will be seen or be called, called upon to be a sense maker. And number three, the leader will be called upon or asked to be an ethicist. Okay, so and sometimes it's not real clear cut. You got to be a little bit of both. And certainly with what's going on with the virus pandemic, our national leaders and our and President Trump is really being put asked to be in all those hats. So this is really a very unique crisis because typically uh, other ones are more localized or not as um, interconnected. And uh, so the responses can be quite different. So let's let's break these down a little bit further. Okay, so the leader is a savior. When the leader uh, is seen as a savior, it's um, because the crisis is so daunting that those involved with it need hope. They need purpose. They are scared. Um, They need to know that there's a common purpose. They need to know that the leader is close. They need to know that the leader is emotive and that the leader gets what they're going through. Okay, this is not the time for a leader to be tough and stoic and standoffish. They need to really get into the people and say, I got it. I'm right here beside you and come under my wing. We're going to go through this all together. And a really great example of this, and one of the, this example is really what inspired me to do my doctoral research on the power of followerships and how it helped leaders get out of a crisis was Winston Churchill uh, back in May, the end of May, beginning of June 1940, where he did the evacuation of hundreds of thousands of British soldiers out of um, Dunkirk. I mean, if you've seen that movie or read that, uh, what happened there, just phenomenal about how he coalesced everybody to make this happen, the impossible happen. And then after that, he went before his, uh, his cabinet and said, hey, um, we are not going to negotiate with Hitler. And they were just about to get to the spot where they were going to negotiate with Hitler via Mussolini. And so at that point, he just rallied. And then if you've ever seen Darkest Hour, the movie, it shows the scene where he gets on, on the tube, or not the tube, but uh, the, the, the subway with his um, fellow citizens and just talks to them about, hey, what would you have me as a leader be? Do you need hope? Should we, should we just... Just um, 
lay down our arms and say, this is the way it's going to be. And the people are like, no, no, we're behind you. And that kind of gave um, Churchill uh, the, the fortitude and the efficacy that he needed. So, uh, but he was very in touch with the people. He was one of the people, he loved his nation more than anything. And so he really was able to respond well to that crisis. So there are going to be times, leaders, when your folks are going to need you to step up and find a purpose in it. And you need to be um, lead with your heart. You need to be in touch. You need to monitor their distress. And you need to let them know, hey, it's going to be okay. And you need to be seen, felt, heard. You cannot over-communicate enough. Okay, so that's the first role, the leader as a savior. And again, uh, one last thing with that is you really need to show the people that you sense the gravity of the situation. If you're acting like, it's no big deal, we're going to get through it, even if you truly believe it's not that big of a deal, do not let your people see that. Let them know you are for them, you feel the pain, and you're going to help get them. You're not going to let them stay in the pain, but you're going to get it out of it. Okay, next, sense maker. Oh, okay. So in a crisis, what makes a crisis so scary is it came out of nowhere and the leader is going to have to pull together a huge amount of information and sources and try and piece this puzzle together. And that's really what's going on right now. How many times have we heard different things about this virus and what's going on? This says this, this says this. I mean, I have never seen a crisis where there was so much conflicting information and we're trying to make sense of it because we want to do the right thing. But some of it is just not making sense, okay? So leaders, and it's it's tough for leaders too, okay? And I've talked a little bit about second-guessing or playing armchair quarterback with the leader. All we can do is the best we can do. And sometimes we're going to rely on people that we think have it together, and they're going to turn out not to be the best people that we should have trusted. So understand your leaders are really trying to dig to the most objective truth of all. Plus, we have very few resources out there now that actually report just the, the facts. It's all opinions or editorials. And, and one of the greatest things, I learned with my PhD is it taught me if you can't cite it, don't you dare write it, okay? And I tell people, sorry, cite me or bite me, okay? I hear people tell me all the time, oh, Tracy, did you see this? Or they'll send me links or blogs and I'm like, I go vet it. I check it out where this come from, who paid for this research. Is this even this person? Right away I can find within five seconds of Google searching. This is complete nonsense. Ugh. So when people start doing this, they get entrenched in fear. And boy, leaders, this is so tough because you're going to try and get cooler heads to prevail. But Fear is such a primal, it's such an easy, it's such a lazy way of thinking. And people just, uh, they, they stoke it. And critical thinking, higher order thinking, it takes time and it takes energy and it, 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 it takes humility most of all. So um, really, this is a real challenge for uh, leaders. But you have to take the time, even when everybody's breathing down your neck and reporting everything, taking it out of context, whatever, putting stupid stuff online that helps nothing other than create more animosity. Um, leaders, you got to really stay the course and find who you can trust and then do the best you can. Okay. You just got to get that information because if you keep getting the information sense making, bring it all together, find these patterns because every day you're going to get more and more information and pretty soon you're going to be able to get clarity on what the true problem is and what's going on. For example, a lot of the stuff with the pandemic now is, is it causal or is it correlated? And in critical thinking classes I give, one of the biggest stumbling blocks for people is correlation does not equal causation. Okay. And uh, an easy example of that is, you know, hundred percent of the people that drink water die. Oh, therefore, if you drink water, you're going to die. No, 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 no. They're correlated, 
but one doesn't cause the other. So as leaders, we got to really be careful we don't jump to conclusions. We need to look at the numbers, get the experts in there, understand that experts, we all have our own biases, assumptions, and blind spots, and you really need to take the time to shut out the noise. And like I said, if it hasn't been peer-reviewed or from at least some kind of a source that you have some kind of like awareness, at least they own up to their bias, like my PhD, I had to put my researcher bias in there because no matter how objective I am, I'm biased. We're all biased, okay? And so try and get to the truth and really dig deeper than the news or social media. That's the worst possible place that you can go for any information, okay? And so as leaders, but this is going to be an uphill struggle because this is where most people go and they think they're informed and then they feel that they can, um, uh, you know, do whatever they need to do. So leader as a sense maker is one of those things you're gonna to have to just uh, make sure that you get a wide variety of people and that you unpack and unfold to get to the issue at hand. Unpack it and unfold it. Whenever somebody says something to me, I'll look at them and I'll say, let's unpack that. Because you have to get to the question behind the question, okay? To really get to the root core issue. Otherwise, you're chasing symptoms or correlations and you'll never get to the true cause and you'll never get the truest form of information you need to make the best decision that you can for today. And then tomorrow, you know what? You may get more information, you probably will. Like this pandemic, it unfolds. Every day we get more information. So we're gonna have to tweak stuff. And it drives me crazy when people are like, oh, oh, well, well now it's this. You're right, now it's this. Because in a crisis, if it were all known and we knew how to write the ship right now, it wouldn't be a crisis, okay? So take your time, leaders. Take your time, but get as much information as you can for as many reputable sources as you can and make your best decision that you possibly can. That's all the best that you can do. So leader is a savior, leader is a sense maker, and last one is leader as an ethicist. Okay, And in this role, we are really going to have to go ahead and work and say that even though there's less decisions we're making, we still have to operate in the uh, best way for everybody. We can't just all of a sudden um, declare stuff null and void uh, because we're trying to respond to this. You still have to behave morally and ethically. And some of the stores are doing with only letting people buy certain things because people are being piggish about it, okay? And, um, you know, trying to just say, hey, and we all got together and said, you know what, for the greater good, we'll stay at home. But now we're seeing ethic ethically, we have to balance the needs of everybody, okay? So now now the big discussion is the economy versus lives. And it's not the economy versus lives. It's lives versus lives, okay? Because for every percentage point that the unemployment grow, goes up, the research shows that there's another 10,000 deaths due to lost wages, due to stress, heart attack, drinking, I mean, you know, lost health care. So you can't just say, hey, just for this moment, we're going to take care of this. Because there, every decision that a leader makes, there's other unintended consequences. And that's really tough because you get into this circular argument of, oh my gosh, but you don't care about this. Folks, we are in one race, the human race. And so there's all these different things that ethically we all have to fit into to make sure that the best possible outcome for the biggest, most, um, most, most um, wide variety of people and, and try and behave ethically. And, you know, I've seen some, heard in, some great stories about some companies behaving very ethically with what's going on. One is um, the Small Business Administration giving out um, payment protection loans to small businesses just for two months, two and a half months to get us over the hump so we can keep going. That's great because that keeps the drain from going on the economy, which will cause more deaths, okay? Another thing is I've heard about insurance companies that are giving back 
back um, rebates to people because they're not driving. Wow, they didn't have to do that, but they're going to do that, okay? And we'll see who else follows. You know, they're looking at the greater good and saying, you know what? I know it's going to hurt me financially, but ethically it is the right thing to do, okay? So you are seeing in this uh, particular course in uh, history with America, our leadership is really tasked with all things to be a savior and let them know we're getting out of it, to be a sense maker and figuring out what is really going on and what exactly are we dealing with and ethically how do we take care of the good of all our citizens okay how do we how do we balance all these intricacies so that's some of the things that you as a leader are going to have to confront uh, and deal with when you are dealing with a crisis and I hope those three roles uh, I hope that helps you as you're addressing some of the people because different people um, are going to cue on different things if you're an, if you're ethically coded coded like me you're you're going to have this big picture it's not just about me but it's about hey how does it affect my community my my county, my state, my nation, you know, you're going to kind of have this, this bigger than me kind of worldview. And if you are a real critical thinker, you're going to be like, Hey, wait, I know we're doing this, but does that really make sense? Is that really going to help in the end? Okay. And critical thinkers are great, not critical spirit, but critical thinkers are going to bring things up to you and you can look at it and go, you know what? Man, is there another way to look at this? And then leader is a savior again, you know, you got to get in there and let them know, Hey, I hear you. I feel this. We're all in this together. Everybody going through this has suffered some kind of pain. And we're going to get through this, and I promise you, we're going we're to find a way, and we're going to do it together. So again, I hope that really helped you with those three things as you're looking at a leader and the different roles that you are going to put on with your people. Ask your people. Talk to them. Stay close to them. Um, stay surrounded by people that really have sharp first-rate minds and stay close to people that will look at the big picture because you can save the day but lose the year or the decade got to look at everything all in the big picture type thing so hope that helped you out and looking forward to seeing you in the next crisis leadership series this is dr. Tracy Jones wishing you all the best thank you for listening to tremendous leadership with dr. Tracy Jones Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.